Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Father, I thank you for this day. Today is a day that you have made. We will rejoice. The first day, the first Sunday of 2024. God, we pray it would be memorable. We pray it would be marked with the signature of God. We pray you would speak to us. And in the name of Jesus, devil, I forbid you to interfere with what God is saying. You are bound in the name of Jesus. I forbid you to interfere in what God wants us to see and hear in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for today. We pray and I pray that you would reveal things to us, the things that you see. The Bible says if we ask you, you will show us things that we don't know. Show us things about us that we don't know. Show us things about our future that we haven't seen before. Confirm things that you've already shown us. And Lord, we just say today, that we believe everything is possible. We believe 2024 can be better than 2023. And I speak to the spiritual eyes, hearts, minds of people, and I command you to see today. Open your eyes today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. <clears throat> well, you can be seated, punch somebody on the way down. The first punch of 2024, make it count, make it memorable. Hey, easy, bro. I just saw that. That was a little much, a little much, a little much. <laughs> no, it's great to be here. What, a, what an awesome Sunday, Vision Sunday is. It's like all possibilities are, are available um, on Vision Sunday, beginning of the year. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be powerful. Um, this week, we, we, my family and I got to go to Idlewild. Has anybody been to Idlewild before? We looked it up. There's 2,900 people that, are, that reside in Idlewild, a large city in the, in the mountains, two, just two hours away, less than two hours from my house, which is kind of cool. And uh, we just wanted to get away for, for a few days after all the craziness of the holidays. And, uh, and we had a great time. Like, it was amazing. Um, I think something happens to my wife when we get into, like, where there's trees because she's from Oregon, and I think it just like <sighs> relaxes her or something like that. Um, I call it vacation Becky, in case you don't know. But um, it was super fun, and I don't know, we like to have movie nights when we go on vacation like that, on family vacations. We stayed in this cool cabin, Airbnb, and, um, <clears throat> and we like to have movie nights. And I don't know if you've done this before, if you have a family, but have you ever tried to pick out a movie that everybody wants to watch? <laughs> Most of the time, by the time you pick out the movie, you could have watched like a double feature. And so like, what's the point? Just go to bed. But the grace of the Lord was upon us in Idlewild, perhaps because we were so high and close to heaven. Um, but we picked out three movies, watched them. They were all really good. Everybody loved them. Like it was unbelievable. And the first night, um, my son, um, he was like, hey, I want to watch the movie uh, Champions. And we like all agreed. And I don't know if you know what Champions is, but it's starring Woody Harrelson and he's a basketball coach. And he's like a professional basketball coach that 
gets arrested for drunk driving, and then he gets put on community service, and he has to coach um, a rec team that is uh, completely made up of kids with uh, Down syndrome or like mental disabilities. And so he coaches these these kids, and it's it's like kind of like a cool story, and um, you know they win a lot of games and all this kind of stuff. They do pervert one of the, one of the characters, just in case you go watch it. That's Hollywood for you. But it's a, it's a pretty good movie. But at the end of the movie, he comes to um, they're they're about to go into the playoffs in the Special Olympics, and so he sits his team down and he says, "Hey." I want you guys to visualize yourselves being champions. I want you to visualize yourself winning. I don't know if you played sports growing up. Pretty much every coach that I played for would have us visualize things. It's like it's like a good thing to visualize, like visualize you hitting the last shot or hitting the, uh, the walk-off home run or scoring the winning touchdown or whatever it is, um, visualize. And so he has them visualize. So he sits them down and he says, I want you all to close your eyes and visualize being a champion. So they, they all close their eyes, and he waits a few seconds, and he comes back, and he says, okay, did you guys go there? And they're like, they get all these different responses. Some of them are like, yeah, we went there, but now I'm back. One of them's like, yeah, we went there, we won, whatever. One of them's like, I never left. I've been here the whole time. Like, they got all these different responses from all these kids. It was, it was kind of funny, but it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, saying that the inability to see, the inability to have vision is an actual mental disability, it's a physical disability caused by a spiritual devil that's trying to steal your future. Because he knows if he can steal your vision, he can steal your future. The devil doesn't want you to see. Today, that's why I pray that you would see, that your spiritual eyes would be opened today in Jesus' name, because the devil wants you blind. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says this. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds or hearts, some translations say of those who don't believe. So you'll find that people that have never accepted Jesus into their lives, they can't process or understand this book because Satan has blinded their mind's eye. And so they can't see, they can't perceive, they can't understand. But once they get saved, all of a sudden everything opens up. All of a sudden they can understand things, they can process things, they're seeing life through a new lens. Then it says they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. So Satan wants to blind us so that we cannot see the glorious light of the good news. And if you're blessed enough to be saved, you've accepted Jesus into your life, you're going to heaven, the devil will still try to come and blind you to your future. He doesn't want you to fulfill the vision that God has for you on this earth. He wants you blind. He wants your life to be terrible. He wants to steal your future. But I want you to know what God knows about you. I want you to know what God sees for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans. He knows the plans. I want you to know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Did you know that word plans means imagination? It means invented. It means purpose. So, so God has actually spent time imagining a life for you, inventing things only you can do, and then he put purpose on it. Like, that's pretty amazing to think about, that God has imagined things. He's used his imagination for you to invent things for you to walk in. Those are the plans I want you to know. Those are the plans I want you to see today. I want you to see God's plans. 
There's a story of a vision in this man who was uh, seemingly living the American dream. He started from nothing, and now he had accumulated wealth, and he had accumulated assets. He, his name was Millard Fuller, and his life was the American dream. He had a dream of making $10 million. This is back in the 70s, and by the time he was 30, he was already a millionaire. He had a luxurious home. He had a cabin on a lake. He had 2,000 acres. He had speedboats. He had expensive cars. He had, like, everything that you would think it was like a merged ranch on steroids, Pastor Jeff, 2,000 acres. But while his empire was rising, his family was crumbling because he was never home. He was always working. He wasn't showing affection to his wife. And so his wife came and told him one day, she said, I don't think I love you anymore. And she left. So Millard begged her to come home. He begged her to come and talk to him again. So she did. She agreed to come home and they met and they shared their hearts and they cried and they were determined to get back together and rebuild their lives, but rebuild with a purpose that wasn't just about money. So they sold everything and they started over on their new mission, on their new vision to eliminate poverty housing. So instead of a goal of making $10 million, Millard revised his dream to build houses for 10 million people. Today, Habitat for Humanity works in more than 70 countries and have helped more than 46 million people change or improve their living conditions since 1976. 46 million people because he had a vision that had some purpose on it. And he said this, he said this, he said, our vision to eliminate poverty housing drives us to overcome the numerous obstacles that come in our path. And with God's help, we will achieve our goal one house at a time. He said that back in 1976. So I want you to know that if you get a vision from God, it will help you persevere. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. I say with a vision, people persevere. So if you can get a vision from God, it will cause you to overcome obstacles that previously you may have quit. But because it's a vision from God, you will persevere. You will endure. That's what Jesus did, right? He had a vision in heaven to save you. He knew if he could give his life, that he would give you life. And so he came to earth, and he was able to endure the cross, a horrific crucifixion, because he had a vision that had your face on it. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. You want a vision from God, because if it's a vision from God, he will watch over his word that he gave you to perform it. He will partner with you and ensure that it comes to pass. If you do your job, he's definitely gonna do his job. Now, when God gives you a vision, he usually gives you a word. And you might say, well, I don't hear a word or I don't feel a word from God. All I do is see pictures, exactly. Because God speaks in pictures, he speaks in dreams, he speaks in visions, and he speaks with his word. Sometimes it's all three at the same time, sometimes it's one or the other. So 17 years ago, God told me I was going to be in ministry. It took four years for that vision to come to pass, but as soon as he spoke the word, it hit my spirit. And I knew this is what I was going to do. This was from God. This was the thing I wanted to do. And you're happy that it took four years. I wanted it to happen when he said it. Sometimes it takes time. I would have train wrecked some of your lives. You wouldn't be here today because I had to work through some stuff. Four years later, it came to pass. And when it came to pass, if I'm honest, I had the word, but I couldn't see. I couldn't see it. I didn't see a picture. I didn't see a movie. All I had was a word. 
Thank God the Bible says to walk by faith and not by sight because I couldn't see how I was gonna support my family on $40,000 a year with two little babies and a mortgage, single income. I couldn't see how it was gonna happen, but I had a word. And because I had a word, I was able to endure. We had to go through some stuff. We had to overcome some obstacles, but I told my wife, if I say yes, coming into ministry, I'm never leaving. And so we overcame some things. We had to budget. <laughs> we had to go through some stuff. We struggled. But guess what? Now looking back, what, 13 years later, the fruit of our life, we've experienced things we would have never experienced had we not had that word from God. Sometimes you'll get a word. Sometimes you'll get a picture. Sometimes you'll get a movie. Sometimes you'll get them all. But at that point, all I had was a word, and I had to walk by faith. God might give you a word today, but I'm telling you, he will watch over that word to perform it. Sometimes he'll give you a vision for the present. Sometimes he'll give you a vision for the future, and sometimes he'll give you a vision to release you from your past. The first vision I can remember getting, uh, I had, I had uh, just started coming to Awaken, and I had um, started to, to develop a relationship with my uncle, who I've talked about many times. And obviously, I've had my uncle my whole life. He's my uncle. But I just started talking to him, like, you know, right before I got into, into ministry or coming to Awaken Church. And so I started talking to him about spiritual things, supernatural things. He started telling me about deliverance and demons and supernatural, you know, miracles, signs and wonders and all this stuff that I knew nothing about growing up, even though I was a Christian since I was six. And so... I invited him to San Diego, and I said, hey, can you do a seminar? So he came down, and he, we did a two-day seminar. He did a two-day seminar. I just invited all the friends that I knew. We had maybe 50 people, maybe 70 people there over a couple of days. Um, and he started to talk about all of these things. Towards the end of the seminar, he, we went through an exercise, and we're going to do it today. And he, he went through an exercise, and he bound the devil, it, forbade him from influencing the exercise, and then he asked the Holy Spirit to give us a vision. And so without the influence of the devil, your, your world clears up and God can give you a vision. And so um, at that time, at that seminar, I started to feel condemned. I started to feel ashamed of my past, ashamed of the way I lived my life because I was a Christian that was going to heaven, but I never knew that I was a Christian that could bring heaven to earth. And so I started to hear this, this seminar and then all of a sudden I was feeling ashamed at the way I used to live. And, th and that I wasted all this time. And I was like, God, I'm sorry. I wasted all this time. All these people, like, no way more than me. And I should have been diving into this spiritual stuff. And I was, like, ashamed, and I was feeling condemned. It was obviously the devil was trying to take advantage of me. And so, so we did this exercise, and I'll never forget it. Like, today I can see it just as clearly as I did then. I closed my eyes, and I saw a movie. I saw Jesus. And I saw he was wearing a white robe. I, I don't remember what his face looked like or if, or if I even saw his face. Um, he had white all around him. It was just like this pure uh, backdrop. And he took a knee and he went like this and just said like this and just motioned me to him. And, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes when God will give you a picture or God will show you a movie, all of a sudden words explode in your spirit and it's like a paragraph or a book gets laid out, gets revealed. That's why you can be in an atmosphere like this and you can catch something that your mind can't even process yet because your spirit works faster than your mind, than your brain. So that's why it's important to be in the presence of God because you catch stuff. 
And so I caught something from that movie, and God said, he said, don't worry about your past. Run towards me now. We'll make up for your past. He said, I love you. You're not condemned. There's no condemnation in Christ. He said, look forward, like, like Paul, forget those things that are behind, press forward to the upward call of Christ Jesus in your life. And so it was like immediately, it was, a, it was a, a movie or a word or a vision for my present, but it released me from my past. God might give you a vision today that will release you from your past and propel you to your future. Visions come in all different shapes and sizes. I had a vision uh, this year that's already been fulfilled. Before Vision Sunday, it's the first time ever. Because I'm, I'm looking for God to speak to me in my family, in my finances, in my faith, in my fitness, in my fun, in my friendships, in my fellowship. Like God, speak to me in all these areas. I want a vision. I want to go big in every area. I want to improve. I want to grow. So one of my family visions is to take my daughter to the snow so she can see the snow and build a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> So, so we, we, we go to Idaho, because she, she's been asking for a couple of years, right? And we had, to, we had to cancel a trip to Salt Lake City a couple of years ago because there was a storm coming in, and they said it was going to be one degrees. And we're not really like one degrees people. I grew up in San Diego. <laughs> I like it when it snows and then it's 50, you know? Um, so this week, though, we're going to Idlewild, right? And snow is not in the forecast, like, it says it might rain, but it's not going to be nearly cold enough for it to snow. And so um, we prayed for snow, but we didn't bring any snow gear. That's how much faith we had. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're heading up the mountain. And just to give you an example, like, it was not in the forecast. The, I walked into this, this market, um, I forget, one of the nights, and there was a, a truck outside with a couch in the back of the truck, and the couch was covered in snow. And so I walked in and asked the lady that was working there, I'm like, is that your couch? And she says, yes, snow was not expected this weekend. So even the people living there weren't expecting it to snow. So I feel like God made it snow for us. It's just my, just my thought. And so we're going up there and all of a sudden it starts dumping snow, like legit snow, like stormy snow. Um, and so my, my daughter's living her best life. She's outside. You know, my boys are making snowballs from the jump and just throwing them back and forth all weekend, all week, um, sometimes to the point of annoyance. <laughs> and, uh, but but they, were, they were having the, the best time in the snow. And it was like, I was like, thank you, God. And then the next day, um, uh, we woke up, and the first thing we did was took my daughter out and let her build a snowman. And I think we have a photo. Bam. <clears throat> there he is. We named him Frank. And, uh, and so she built Frank in the front yard. She built a snowman, and she got to see it snow. And it was like vision accomplished already in 2024. And, and visions come in different shapes and sizes, but I believe this. I believe that I'm one spirit with God, and what he thinks I think and what I think he thinks. So I think that vision was from him by faith. It's not like this big earth-shaking thing, but my daughter's never going to forget that. Her first snowman named Frank. <laughs> she always remember that. That's good for my relationship with her. That's good for our family. 
It was an amazing, amazing trip. But visions comes in different shapes and sizes. There's another vision I have that's on my vision card. And, and I want to I get this specific person healed because he's living with things they shouldn't be living with. And, and it's going to take a supernatural God to heal him. And I've already told this person that he's on my vision card. So I'm putting Jesus' name on the line. I'm putting my name on the line. And I'm, you know, already told the guy that I'm going to get him healed this year. That's a big vision. It's a different size. It's a different shape. But it's going to take God to bring it to fruition. Uh, whatever God speaks to you, I want you to write it down because it's going to come in different shapes and different sizes. And God's going to speak to you in different ways. But it's all important, especially if it's God. So you might get a vision like that today. But I want to talk to you about a, a, a passage of Scripture out of Isaiah, which was the main passage that God gave me for today. And, and, and the context is that Israel uh, is in captivity for about 70 years. And the temple was destroyed before they rebuilt it and all this stuff. And so Isaiah is prophesying into this season. And because Israel hadn't seen, Israel is God's people, because Israel hadn't seen the miracles, the breakthrough, the promises of God coming through in their life, and they were in disaster zone, they were in captivity, they were like, man, God, have you left me? God, have you forsaken me? Have you forgot about me? Have you forgot about us? And so God answers uh, in Isaiah 49 through the prophet Isaiah at the end of verse 15. He says, yet I will not forget you. He says, I will not forget you. And then immediately he says, see, verse 16. So, so Israel had an inability to see because they'd been in captivity for 70 years. They hadn't seen the promises. They'd been asking God, God, will you do this? God, will you do this? But nothing has happened, so they, so they couldn't see God anymore. I'm telling you, if you can just see God today, he will show you things that he sees. He's not left you. This is what he says. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. God has inscribed you. Like, that's pretty amazing. He's not forgotten you. You're on his hands. And then he goes on to talk about the breakthrough of, of Israel in Isaiah 54. And it's like he says, I not only want you to see, but I want you to sing. Verse 54, uh, sorry, chapter 54, verse 1 says, sing, O barren. He's talking to Israel who has not borne any fruit, who has not borne any children, who has been in captivity. And instead of, instead of uh, condemning them or saying he's left them, he says, sing, O barren. Sing in the face of your adversity. In the Psalms, it says, sing to the Lord a new song, multiple times. Some of us in 2023 and before have been singing old songs of victim, of life's too hard, of depression, of I'm never gonna get over this, I'm never gonna get through this. Maybe you need to sing to the Lord a new song, like it says in Psalm. Even in the face of adversity, even the, the face of unfruitfulness, can you sing, O barren? You know, what Jesus, you know what the Bible says in Romans 4, 17? God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. In other words, God is saying, if it doesn't exist, declare that it does exist. Speak it into fruition. Speak it into creation. Even in the, in the, in the midst of adversity, sing, O barren, you who have not born. And then it says this, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. Don't just sing, but break forth into singing and cry aloud. When you praise and when you 
worship, you create an environment in your life for God to come and bring solutions, answers, breakthrough, and miracles. You're not, you're, not, you're not manipulating God, but the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. You know what that really means? You're enthroning him. If you look in the Hebrew, you're enthroning God. You're putting him on the, on the throne where he belongs. And when you make him king of your life, you're inviting him into your world to bring solutions, to bring answers, to bring breakthrough. You're creating an environment where he feels welcome. You know the Bible says in the New Testament that God looks for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Paul and Silas were, were bound in a prison, and then they start to sing. They break forth and sing, and they get broken out of prison. Your breakthrough could be on the other side of your praise, could be on the other side of your worship. Come on, what you sing about, you bring about. What song are you singing in 2024? Maybe you need to change your pitch. Even when I sing, God responds. My voice is nothing like Pastor Morgan's. It says, you who have not labored with child, for more is the children of the desolate than the, than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2 starts to get crazy. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. He's talking to people who have nothing. He's talking to people that have been in captivity. And yet he says, where you're living now is not big enough to hold what I'm about to bring into your world. You need to enlarge the place of your tent. Your mind your thinking is too small for what I'm about to bring. You need to enlarge the place where you live. And then he says, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. The title of this message this morning is stretch out, stretch out. The miracle is always in the stretch. In the New Testament, you guys might know the, the, the verse or the, the scripture. Jesus comes into the temple and there's a guy with a withered hand and he says, stretch out your hand in the midst of his withering. Not after he gets healed, before he gets healed. And as he stretches out his hand, he gets the miracle. He gets the breakthrough. Stretch out. If you want 2024 to be bigger than 2023, you gotta stretch. You gotta stretch. You gotta stretch out. I don't know if you're like me, but I don't like to stretch. I hate stretching. Stretching hurts. Stretching is a waste of time sometimes to me. I just want to get into business, get into working out. But people say you need to stretch. So I looked up to see if it works or if it helps. And this guy on the internet says it does. <laughs> says it minimizes muscle imbalances. Says it prevents injury. It improves your exercise tolerance and maximizes your weightlifting gains. Who wants gains in 2024? I want some gains in 2024. So literally, as you stretch, you are increasing your capacity to carry weight. God wants to put more weight on your life. He wants you to give you more responsibility for the things of God. He wants you to be able to lift more. He wants to increase your tolerance to grow. He wants to prevent injury from happening. If you, if you have not stretched out and you're still thinking small, God can't bring breakthrough into your life because it will destroy you. God didn't bring ministry into my life until I had stretched out a little bit because I would have ruined people's lives. That's why God didn't give Israel the whole promised land right now. He had to go in phases. Why? Because they would have been destroyed. They couldn't handle it yet. They needed to stretch out. They needed to enlarge the place of their tents. They needed to create space for God to move. When you stretch out, you are putting yourself in a position of expectation because you're expecting God to fill that space. 
You're expecting God's glory to fall on your life. Last year when we sold our house, we were stretching out because we could see at this campus. We could see this campus. We could see a more influential home. We could see breakthrough, but we had to stretch out our hand to see God move. And then the miracle happened. You gotta stretch out. You gotta create space for God to move. Did you know that God creates space and then fills it? God created the universe and then he filled it with stars, created the seas and then he filled it with animals. He created the earth and he filled it with beasts of the field, with people. He creates space and fills it. If you create space for him, he's gonna fill it. He's gonna fill it with his words, his vision. We gotta stretch out. You gotta stretch out. And then he has the guts to say this, do not spare. Do not spare, I don't have anything and you're telling me to stretch out and enlarge my tent and do not spare, why? Because God is big and he wants you to go big. He's not afraid of your ask. Come on, there's no, there's no ceilings or limits in heaven. Do not spare. I mean, they got nothing anyways. They might as well ask for something big. How about if we just go all in in 2024? How about if we don't just become a Sunday Christian, but maybe a Wednesday night, maybe a Tuesday morning prayer? Come on, what if we, what if we give everything we have to God and just see if this thing works? Let's just see. Maybe we should just start tithing for a year. Don't just test them for a week. Test them for a year. See what happens. Guarantee you breakthrough. Do not spare. Even though nothing has happened yet, go big. Go big. It keeps getting bigger. Lengthen your cords. This is like the biggest passage of scripture in the Bible. Lengthen your cords. The word cords is another, is another meaning. It's, it's a string and a bow. It's like lengthen your cords. Make that boat bigger because God's about to shoot you into places you've never been. He's about to take you into new realms of blessing. Lengthen your cords. And here it is, strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your conviction. What's at stake in 2024 if you walk in the visions of God for your life? What's your why? Strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your convictions. Strengthen your word life. Strengthen your relationship with God. Strengthen your foundation and understanding. Don't just hear the word, do the word. Build your house on a rock, not on the sand. Strengthen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See what happens in 2024. Verse three. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. This is not a question. This is if you do this, you shall expand to the right and to the left. If you get a vision from God, you shall expand to the right and to the left. If you have made room for him to move in your life, you shall expand. It's gonna happen, why? Because he's given you his word and he watched over his word to perform it. Put your amen to his word today. It's happening, no question. Then it says, and your descendants will inherit the nations. If you walk with God, if you walk in the visions of God, your kids will inherit things that they did not earn. Just like we inherit things that we didn't earn. 
just for being born into the family, your family, your kids are gonna benefit. They're gonna inherit things. If you expand to the left and to the right, San Diego will be blessed because of your life. The next generation will be blessed because of your life. They will inherit things. Come on, we're not just creating a, a, a life and a, uh, an atmosphere in San Diego for us, but we're doing it for generations to come, for the next generation, for our kids, for the next people that come in. And the last one, it says, and make the desolate cities inhabited. You're gonna bring life to dead places. If you get a vision from God and you walk in that vision, everywhere you go, life. If there's deadness in your uh, workplace, not when you show up, there's life. There's life. In your family, there's life. Everywhere you go, there's life. Everywhere you go, there's life. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. There's a lot at stake in 2024. And I know this, if we can get a vision from God, Anything is possible. We can endure anything. I'm not expecting 2024 to be just smooth and lollipops and rainbows. We're gonna have to endure some stuff. It's an election year. <laughs> There's gonna be some stuff. The devil doesn't want you to be successful. He doesn't want you to see things. He doesn't want you to be able to endure. He wants you to turn and cower and buy baked beans and sit in a cave. God has a vision for your life. It's not that. Get some baked beans just in case something happens, but be prepared. Get some ammo. But you're gonna bring life everywhere you go in 2024. Why don't you close your eyes? I wanna do that exercise with you that my uncle did with me years ago. We're gonna believe God right now that he's gonna show you things. He's gonna give you pictures, movies, words. He's gonna confirm maybe things that he's already told you, remind you of things. He might even give you a vision that will release you from your past. So I'm gonna pray and then ask God to show you things. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would show us things that we don't know. Show us things that you know, the plans that you have for us, reveal them to us. Speak to our spirits. Devil, you are bound in Jesus' name. I forbid you to interfere in this exercise in Jesus' name. I forbid you to blind us in Jesus' name. And I speak to the hearts, the minds, the souls, the spirits of the people of God, and I say, see what God sees. What do you see for your family? What do you see for your career? What do you see for your faith in God? God's already been showing me things in my faith that I need to go to the next level in, new understanding. I'm excited. What do you see? talking in the car on the way over here, I see that I need to be more intentional. It's not natural for me, but it's healthy. What do you see for your friendships? What do you see for your fun?
Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you're speaking to people, that you're opening our eyes to the things of God. Lord, I pray that we would not spare. God, that it wouldn't just be a Vision Sunday thing. Lord, help us to remember the moment that you speak. Help us to remember the feeling. Help us to remember the faith that we feel. That it would not wane, but that it would only increase. God, I'm praying for people here today that have been believing for breakthrough, but it's it's been held up for whatever reason. I pray that they would be able to sing despite. And I pray that you would show up strong on their behalf. And I pray for the things that they're believing for. I pray for things to, some things to happen sooner than later. Just like the snow and the snowman. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this year. We thank you that you're a good God. I thank you that you have plans. Thank you that you've invented things for our lives. And I pray at the end of this year, we would all look back. We would say, God is good. God is faithful. Look at what God did. That we would not spare. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.